of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Oh, hallelujah. How many of you are happy to be in church today? In spite of the rain, <laughs> in spite of the rain, rain brings a lot of difficulties in Ghana. You order Uber and they don't want to accept. <laughs> but we thank God that you are here. Amen. Oh, your amen is like you are feeling cold. Oh, amen. Hallelujah. All right. How many of you are ready for the wet? How many of you are ready for the wet? Today we have a lot of things to do, so I'll try to be brief with the word. We'll just go quickly and then, because today we have a baby dedication. We love baby dedications, hallelujah. And then we also have our monthly communion also coming up. So we have a lot of things to do today. Amen. All right. Um, so... I announced the other time that today is communion service and then next week um, we are going to take a visit to our building site. I told um, Team Nehemiah that we had changed things a bit but I have come back to original settings. I've come back to factory settings. Hallelujah. Even though I'm going to be in Bulga next week, I'll be back by Sunday. So we are going to go to the church site on Sunday. Hallelujah. So it's a dress down service. Don't come in high heels and things. Come in jeans, in sneakers, whatever. We'll gather here and then we'll walk. We'll walk along the streets, chat, have a nice time. I mean, we are talking about love, so you never know. <laughs> Hallelujah serendipitous things can happen yes we chat we walk and then we go there just so that we can see what our efforts have done so far hallelujah and then we have a short service there and then we walk back hallelujah is it a good thing to do it's a good thing to do make sure you don't miss tomorrow the pictures we'll take tomorrow we'll show them 20 years from now so make sure you are represented in there Hallelujah. Yes, make sure you are represented in there. So that is what is going to happen. So this morning, I'm continuing with what I started, um, I think, about two weeks ago on the different types of love, on the different types of love. Um, today, I'm going to deal with one, or let me say two in one. You will see. Whatever it is, it will be short so that we can have our baby dedication and have our communion as well so we've dealt with self-love which is philosophia we've dealt with obsessive love which is mania and today we are going to deal with one that the Greeks call pragma pragma what is pragma pragma is enduring love hallelujah there's a kind of love that is not all inspiring when I say awe-inspiring, I don't mean it in the same way you understand awe-inspiring. 
You see, there are certain things that generate all. I say all. <laughs> so when I say it's not all inspiring, it's not the all, all kind of love. Hallelujah. Aha. Uh-huh. It is enduring love. Somebody say enduring love. You see, a part of it is like agape. So let's say I'm talking about the two of them together, but the leading one is pragma. You've heard a lot of things about agape before. So let's say it's pragma, but there's agape also involved in it. Hallelujah. You see, this is the kind of love that you love against what you would naturally want. Amen. It is the kind of love that has to be intentional. It has to be intentional. If you would ever have long-lasting relationships, whether it is brother and sister, mother and daughter, father and child, husband and wife, this kind of love is necessary. Hallelujah. This kind of love is necessary. You see, the reason why this kind of love is necessary is the fact that we are all very different people we see things differently recently when we we went to the site and somebody stood on some of the blocks by me and the person was like ah and the person came to my house and said ah so this is how you see the world <laughs> it was a very deep statement for me i was like <laughs> Because like, oh, this is how you see the world. Like, <laughs> we all see the world from different angles. Hallelujah. Yeah. We all see the world from different angles. That is why this kind of love is important. We are all different. We understand things differently. We react to things differently. Even two people, twins with the same DNA, they don't understand things the same way. They don't react the same way to things. Haven't you seen two identical twins who are diametrically different sometimes they say the carcass are the ammonia. the pains are you know they understand things more in fact and it is that i don't know why it's like that but most twins i've seen the younger one it's wild most of the times the younger one that defends the older one yeah so because of this basic difference or these basic differences in human beings we need to have this kind of love hallelujah if a marriage is going to last and you are going to fulfill the till death do us part that you say during the vows it is not only about romantic love and uh, my baby my sugar and my this and that and that no this kind of love is also necessary hallelujah take it from somebody who has been married for 15 years Amen? No, no, no. It's not just about the awe-inspiring ones. No, 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 no. You need this kind of love. You need this kind of love. In fact, it is what will guide you to the till death do as part. Yes. Very, very important. Enduring love. In your relationships with people, there are a lot of things you and you must endure. There are a lot of things you must endure. You must endure disappointment. You must endure your expectations not being met. Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. And I don't want you to think about the things I'm saying just in terms of marriage. 
is in relating with people in general you have to endure disappointment you have to endure your expectations not being met you have to endure betrayal yeah but there are different ways of betrayal of betraying people if I tell you something in confidence and I go and hear it somewhere you have betrayed me yours is a little different from Judas Iscariot's home where he sold Jesus unto death amen yeah you, you will have to endure things and still continue to love the greatest example of this kind of love is, is the love God had for Israel Israel did things so God was supposed to have washed his hands of me there are some people eh? if I decide I've, I, that I'm washing my hands of them today God crowd will, will clap for me <laughs> oh yeah no no if I tell you certain stories and you see ah, so why are you still relating to this person you'll be shocked you'll be surprised no no what didn't Israel do you you've been in bondage for 400 years God sent Moses 10 powerful miracles so, that have never been replicated If there is any country that should be worshipping the God of Israel, it's Egypt. I think apart from Israel, they have seen the hand of God more than anybody else. I don't know why they are predominantly some other religion. But it tells you that it's not just about power. Hallelujah. It's not just about power. Ten powerful miracles, mind-blowing miracles. You get into the wilderness. Moses is going to bring the commandments for you. He keeps long a little. No. You've decided that it is a, a, a golden calf that brought you out of Egypt. Suddenly, you've forgotten God. Suddenly, you've forgotten God. No, Israel did things. When they got to the land of Moab, they join the people to fornicate and do all kinds of things. It's like sometimes it's, it's hard to understand the people of Israel. But I think we are worse. Yeah. You see, when you consider the scripture that says that the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire never left the camp of the people of Israel. That means from the ta- for the whole period that they were in the wilderness, that pillar never left them. The pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud never left them. That means the time they were doing the contributions to make the golden calf, the, either the pillar of, of cloud was there or the pillar of fire was there. When they melted the gold, the pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire was there. When they put it in the hands of Aaron and he started fashioning it, the pillar of cloud was there, the pillar of fire was there. When they had finally finished and they decided that this is the God that took us out of Egypt, the pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire was there. And the Bible said, and they rose up to play. When the Bible says they rose up to play, it's not Ludu that they were playing. They were playing adult games. They were being immoral, open sexual intercourse, drinking and getting drunk in the presence of the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. And the scripture that tells us that God was in the in those the pillar of fire, the pillar of God was in it. Doesn't it sound some way? Huh. But the reason we are worse 
is that you see they, the pillar of cloud the pillar of fire was outside so you God is living inside you and the kind of things you can do even with God living inside you are we worse or we are better hallelujah so God is the greatest example of this kind of love and we must emulate him hallelujah we must emulate it when we talk about enduring love there are certain things that we must take into consideration number one is making compromises you have to learn to make compromises you can't be straight jacket about certain things in life that this is how I want it hallelujah hey listen to me what watch me watch me as I speak I said you can't be <laughs> you can't be some way about certain things in life amen you have to learn to make compromises when I'm counseling people I tell them that look there are certain things eh, you need to do 50-50 adjustment if everybody is has an entrenched position this is how it's supposed to be and then this, the other person too is here this is where it's supposed to be I'm not moving you have problems in your home you have problems in your marriage hallelujah you see there's a reason you are here and the other person too there is a reason he or she is here sometimes it's upbringing sometimes it's experiences in life you see it's not that the person is a bad person but sometimes certain things have molded the person in a certain way so if you are here and this one too says I'm here it is a recipe for confusion it's a recipe for chronic fights it's a recipe for an unhappy environment so the one here must be prepared that let me do 50% and then you also do 50% so we can meet in the middle that is what we call compromise hallelujah we must learn to compromise I'm not talking about compromising on sin and stuff like that no, don't say that I'm in a relationship with somebody who is not spiritual he says that um, fornication is there's a difference between premarital sex and fornication uh, somebody was showing me something a prophet said this morning and I was like this one day I will bring it into my preaching in case one of you has seen it and your mind is doing you by heart you know, it is a wrong teaching he said Bible, the Bible talks against fornication but doesn't speak against premarital sex so the difference between fornication and premarital sex is that fornication is when you are sleeping around with random people and premarital sex is, is it premarital? That means it is unto marriage. So if you are in a relationship with somebody who is special to you and you are you intend to marry the person, that is premarital sex. The Bible doesn't talk about premarital sex, but it talks about fornication. Please don't be confused. <laughs> Once you are not married, it is wrong. Hallelujah. Aha. Some of these viral things, eh, it is our responsibility as pastors to clear the minds of the people. Because when you know somebody has seen it, the human flesh has the natural tendency to want certain things. Hmm? Recently, Bishop Doug was preaching and he was playing the devil's advocate on a certain issue. Divorce and polygamy and stuff like that. 
I could hear people in the congregation pray. Yeah, they were excited. They thought he was trying to justify those things and say that they are correct. But at the end of the day, he said, do it and you will see. <laughs> I can imagine the faces of those people. Oh, I could hear they were excited. I said, this man saying that yes, no. Oh, person worried me inside. <laughs> he wants to marry more and add to his wife. Hallelujah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying compromise on, 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 on things that are sinful. No. Sometimes we, we are entrenched on certain things. You know the kinds of things I'm talking about. Or you don't know. <laughs> we need to learn to compromise. Your roommate, your roommate is not as, as tidy as you are. That's how the person has been for 20 something years. The person won't change in, in one month. Even if you had fasting and prayer, it won't be one month and the person will change. It will take time. So while the person is changing, you, know, you two just reduce your standards a little. Hallelujah. So that you can live in peace. Amen? Yeah. You see, let's come to the home. Let's, 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 let's zoom in. I like to preach practical things. Uh, this one's not high falutin. Yeah, let's bring it to the home. You see, a lot of homes, eh? It is the women who manage the home. A lot of homes. It's the woman who. Is it? Is it? When it comes to where everything is, it's my wife who decides. So, like I don't decide that the knife should be here. It's not part of my job description. She decides. This is blah blah blah. And as human beings, you will naturally decide those things according to how it occurs to you naturally. Like for you, it is second nature that the cup should be here, the knife should be here, the rug should be here. So the other people now have to adjust to what occurs to you naturally. You see, when you look at it this way, you understand people a little more. Let me give you an example. The, the mirror that is in me and my wife, our bathroom, she set the mirror. And so she set it according to her height. <laughs> she set it according to her height. And so when I stand in front of the mirror to brush my teeth or to shave, I see my chest. I don't see my face. <laughs> so I pointed out to her that, hey, so you, you are putting, and the thing is that if it goes too high too, she too, she will not see. <laughs> so there has to be a compromise somewhere. I can't say no, this is where, this is how I see the world. So it definitely must be here. She should say, this is how I see the world. So it definitely must be here. So at the end of the day, I was like, oh, let it stay there. I will bend it. And simple. Simple. Look, you must learn to bend a little. Learn to bend a little. Don't be entrenched. Don't be entrenched. This is how it must be. This is how I like it. This is how it was done in my house. You are not in your house anymore. This is how my father used to do it. This is how my brothers used to do it. You are not in your house. You are not in your, with your brothers anymore. You are not with your sisters anymore. Your mother may have been the best cook in the world. 
when it comes to cooking to his an anointing some have it some don't have it learn to adjust your and I've been quite why and he says say say and I say 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 and you'll be complaining and complaining and complaining and complaining and you become a nagging husband and a nagging wife and what does the Bible say about people who nag? He said it is better to live on the rooftop than in the same house with a contentious woman, stroke man. As they say, we are being gender biased. <laughs> if man can represent man and woman in the Bible, I believe woman too <laughs> can represent man and woman. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. There are husbands who nag more than women. I'm telling you. Perfectionist husband. Why has my shoe turned 30 degrees? When you arrange it, it should be straight. Because I think in a straight line. <laughs> I think in a straight line. <laughs> learn to compromise. Ask somebody, learn to compromise. That is pragma. That is enduring love. You see, you do that when you have long-term plans for the relationship. Don't behave in a long-term relationship like you are in a short-term relationship. You see, that is the problem. That is why people don't last in marriage. They are in a long-term commitment and a long-term relationship, but they are behaving as if it's a short-term thing. Behaving as if it's a short-term thing. Compromise. Compromise. I said, don't worry, I will bend. Me, I'll bend. The fact that I've bent doesn't make me shorter. My height is still the same. And it's something we, we joke about. When she drives a car and I'm going to drive it, there are a lot of adjustments I have to. She knows if she's in the car and she had driven it and I go to sit in. There's something that I will say. When I say F20, she understands. And you are confused. Don't try to don't try to figure out what F20 means. Every couple has, you must have your language that you alone can speak and nobody else can understand. When I say F, don't even try to figure it out. You will not get what it means. You will not get. I say F20, we laugh. You can make your own F3000. It's your matter. Hallelujah. Now learn to compromise. When two imperfect people meet, compromise is necessary. Your roommate, your wife, your husband, compromise is necessary. Otherwise, you are you are you are you are, you you'll be building a short-term relationship. Some of you, that's why your, your relationships with people can't last. Somebody is your tight friend. Bah, 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 bah. And then one thing happens, no power. You don't have pragma. You don't have enduring love. You don't have enduring love. Look, in ministry, there are some people who I still relate to in ministry. I'm not even supposed to be looking at them. There was one gentleman. One time he came to see me that, oh, there is this program he wants me to come and speak. And the date he gave, that was the date, the date I had earmarked for fire rally that year. But I hadn't brought out the date. So I was like, okay, I can compromise on that. And I'll just ship the fire rally one week later and then do this program for the gentleman. Okay. I mean, for me to move fire rally is a big deal. 
So I was there. It was getting close to the time. And one of my sons came to me and was like, ah, I've seen a poster of that program and the guy is the only speaker. Like, he, he's, the, he's the one speaking. He's the one doing the program. He hasn't told me anything. He hasn't said anything. So I called him and asked him, ah, what is happening? He said, oh, when he was praying, he felt like he should handle it himself. So tell me. All of us, we hear from God. We know God can do things like that. That's his character. <laughs> he can change his mind about things easily. So tell me. So I'm there and in my mind, and the truth is that other invitations came that were supposed to be that day. And I let all of them go. And this boy was trying to still justify the whole thing. Like no apology, nothing. Another time he came again. Said another program. I said okay you see i have the principle that when i'm dealing with leaders of ministries and they are misbehaving i will not let the congregation suffer because of what a leader is doing whatever the people god has for me for the people they have to receive it i have to close my eyes and close my ears to what the leader is doing and, and just try and be a blessing to the people so okay i said oh this is this, this. again the long and short is that the same thing happened the second time. I won't tell you. <laughs> I don't tell you. <laughs> F2, it's a secret code. <laughs> a third time. He kept, and this second time. He did it and didn't even tell me anything. Six months after that, we met in a lift in Kolebu. Yeah. The fact that the first we met in Kolebu doesn't mean if you take a random sampling of everybody in Kolebu right now, three quarters of them will be people coming to visit sick people. So don't try and narrow it down to anybody like that. <laughs> <laughs> we met in a lift you know when they lift and there's just two of you didn't know whether to look down or to look up or to dig the ground and enter and everything so I asked him I didn't hear from you again so and things like that some years later he invited me again <laughs> and I went and I went to minister and we have a good relationship Hallelujah. You see, it was in his immature days. It was in his immature days. Now, I don't think it will cross his mind to do such a thing again. That's when he was immature. There was a time, there was this major program in UCC. And they called me, the executives there. I think it was a joint something. They called me that they wanted me to be the main speaker. So, okay. All right, I agreed. Sometime later, I got back-to-back invitations to speak in conferences. One was going to be in Holland, another one in France, 
and another one in Denmark, back to back, like that. Fully sponsored, paid. Like I wasn't going to pay a person. I just sit in a plane, go, go and minister. From here, I go here, I go here, just and come back to Ghana. International ministry. But it was going to clash with that program. And I had given them my word. So I told them, I can't do this to these people. I have another program that I've agreed to already. So I can't take your invitation. It's like, okay, fine. It was getting close to the time for that program. I wasn't hearing anything from these people. <laughs> I need prayers. Eh? <laughs> it's like a pattern, <laughs> repetitive. <laughs> I didn't hear anything from these people. So I contacted somebody to contact them that look, by now I should be hearing things like theme and what the focus for the program is and everything. When he went to speak to them, they said, apparently, the executive group that decided on me, they handed over. And another group came. And they decided that hosting a preacher from Accra will be expensive because you have to host him, um, feeding everything and all of those things. So they should look for a local man of God. And nobody communicated that decision to me. And if they had even asked, they would have known that if it is student's ministry, I will transport myself there. I will accommodate myself whatever you will not pay a peso they would have known so my Denmark bought me my France bought me my uh, what, uh, Holland bought me because of these people <laughs> somebody say enduring love that will be a good reason for me not to even step on that land again and even say I'm cursing them <laughs> for not placing value on the anointing oh but since then the number of times I've been to UCC only God can count hallelujah no you see you must learn to bend for people Look at the reasons. Me, the, the, the way I see it, I, I saw it. I just chose, chose to understand it that this is immaturity. They are, they are children. They are now growing. They are now understanding the, 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 the ins and outs of ministry. Sometimes you have to be a lawyer for people. Try and be a lawyer for people. Try and defend them. Even the indefensible. Try and defend them. Look, there are people I shouldn't relate to. I shouldn't relate to. I shouldn't relate to. But there's something called pragma. Hallelujah. Enduring love. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Give me NLT. Yeah. Give me NLT. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Give me NLT of that. All right. Let me read from the projector. He said, okay, let's read it together. Go. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels but I don't I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal next if I have the gift of prophecy 
and if I understood all of God's great plans and possess all knowledge, if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't, I would be nothing. Next verse. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love this, I would have gained nothing. So from the verse 4 is where I'm interested in. Go. Love is patient and kind. So this is what the Bible is telling you. Tell somebody be patient. Some of you are too impatient with others. Even at the workplace, you are doing a procedure. Give me, give me the scalpel. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Hey. When I was a student, I saw one at the cardio theater. Ha. A fellow boss. But you know the bosses, they are bosses and bosses. The big boss. Hey. He was operating on someone. He asked the fellow surgeon, give me a, a scalpel. And I think the person was delaying small. What is this? And he hit all the instruments down. He was annoyed. It's like, hey, you are rather putting the patient in danger. You must be patient. Now, some of you, when you are bosses, your matter is hard, like you are difficult bosses. When your subordinates make a mistake, they are afraid to come and tell you they made a mistake. Because they will receive hellfire upon their heads. Tell somebody be patient. It's a love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud. You see, pride then, there are different manifestations of pride. This entrenched position thing I'm talking about, when you realize you are taking an entrenched position, it is a manifestation of pride. Oh yeah. Because deep inside you believe, Charlie, I am me. I have seen it all. I have arrived. I have apprehended. This is the right way, the way, the truth, and the life. This is how it has to be done. It is pride. You are being proud. You are being proud. Learn to tolerate other people's weaknesses. Don't be proud. Next. He said, or rude. It does not demand its own way. You always want things to be done your way. It is not love. Things can be done your way all the time. It is pride. You are, you are proud. You are proud. You are proud. And when you are proud, you are getting to Satan's level. No. The sin of pride manifested before adultery and fornication. In heaven, it was pride, though. Nobody fornicated in heaven. Nobody committed adultery. It was pride that entered the heart of the devil. That means pride is the mother of all of these sins. Mother and father together of all of these sins. You can't have your way all the time. You can't have your way. Be patient with people. Allow people to come to your level. And sometimes go to their level small and bring them up gradually. Really, if you are standing here, you are standing there, you are calling me, I say, I won't come. I'm good. Isn't it wiser to go and then gradually cajole me and bring me to your level? 
you see something like um, tarry with me eh? my plan for it in the beginning was that when we go seven hours eight hours nine hours you have bumpire but I was like if I do it that way I'll be left with maybe two <laughs> I'll tarry alone so let's start small 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 and then I'll be pulling you gradually gradually you see we've gotten to the point where now even if we do travel it seems like it's it's like we haven't hit some level be uh, it's intentional <laughs> it's intentional it's intentional you can't have things your way all the time you can't have your way it is not the way of love you are not manifesting love you see the devil will tell you that you are principled yes you are a principled person you are a principled person you, you, you don't budge you are like Mount Zion. You are unmovable. You are unshakable. I will not change. I will not change. But it's not the way of love. It's not the way of love. It is not irritable. Just of you get irritated easily. Like I'm upset, I'm annoyed. It is not the way of love. Do you know the things that irritate me when I come and stand here? When we come in the car, I said that there is something I'm looking for. If it happens, some people will chop fire. I came and it was staring me in the face. But I remembered what I was coming to preach. Enduring love. So whoever those things are, thank God for the fact that this is what we are going to preach today. I said it in a car. Michael Dinder said, I said there's something if I see it, some people will chop fire today. And when I came, the thing was staring me in the face, glaring like that. I had to take a decision. Whether to fire. <laughs> Look, you can't have things your way all the time. <laughs> you can have things your way all the time that is what the bible is saying so if you have the tendency to want to have things done your way all the time and you have the tendency of being irritated easily you're not walking in love if you consider the previous verses they talk about tongues if you could prophesy then then that and you can't you are found wanting in these things all your tongues empty symbols it's like you've taken a saucepan and you are hitting it with a spoon. King, 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 irritating noise to the heavens. Anytime you lift up your voice to pray, it's not. Hey, hey, hey. The speaker that transmits this one, quench out. You are irritating my ears. Because you always want things your way. You, are get, you get irritated with people. You are not patient with people. No, I'm not the one saying it. It's the scriptures. The scriptures is there. And it keeps no record of being wronged. The melancholies amongst us. Those who are certified melancholies. Very good memory. Sharp memory. Very sharp memory. They'll be quiet as if nothing is happening. But one day... Five fifteen under the mango tree, when it was partially drizzling, 
I'll give you details. And the sanguine is standing there, huh? What are you talking about? Sanguine just opened the mouth and just said something and went away. Believing that was the end, but the melancholy has recorded it. It's there. Me by nature, I I I have melancholic predispositions, but I had to work on the negatives and amplify the positives. Melancholies are very analytical. They can plan, they can project. I decided to work on those ones and improve them. And kill the ones that are negative. Because I realized it wasn't good for me. No, no, no. Those days I could overanalyze things. I'll analyze things and the conclusion I'll draw. When I bring it, everybody's like, hey. This small ant hill has become a mountain in my mind. I sat down. Nobody told me. I said, Charlie, you got to change. Listen, it doesn't work. You see, and when you are like that too, in your relationship, you will be accusing the other person all the time. Every time you, are, you have an accusation, every time you become an accuser of the brethren, Satan's right-hand man. Because you read things into everything. You, you analyze everything. You have to pray for the Holy Spirit to help you to tone down that, 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 that one. Hallelujah. It doesn't help anybody. Stop keeping records of evil, wrong that people have done to you. Sometimes you are so offended, you come to church. As Elder Henry said when he was preaching the other time, the one leading the praise or the worship has offended, so you will not worship God. It's your matter with God. Or with the best. So you know dance. <laughs> and the one I like is that if you don't forgive, you will watch black stars alone. In fact, I thought about the thing. I said, this statement is deep. You don't watch Blasters alone. Welcome. Now I'm going out here. Go, go, go. There must be somebody, somebody do the go. You hit somebody's face. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You know that. Yeah. Let's brotherly love continue. Stop keeping records of wrong. Keep it up. The day you do one thing, then they start bringing it out. And I say, and not this, and not this, and not this, and not that. You see, when you are full of complaints, eh, let me tell you something as I close. We human beings, our subconscious part sometimes is more active than our conscious part. There are a lot of things that you do and you didn't think about them. There are a lot of reactions you don't actively think about and the subconscious reactions sometimes are deeper when you are full of complaints eh, the people around you or the person around you will not consciously decide to start avoiding you but they will start avoiding you when you are around they don't want to be around when you are around they want to go home they want to go out they want to go and take a walk and sometimes it's not a decision they've taken. Your actions have just created a subconscious reaction. So some people, their wife closes from work and will come at 11 p.m. 
Not because she couldn't have come at eight or nine. But I just don't want to be around this nagging man who is always complaining. And it may not have been a conscious decision that she sat down and decided that this is what I'm going to do. We all have this natural tendency to self-preserve. Every human being. If we hear boom here right now, they'll forget that they are men of God. <laughs> Run away first before you think, ah, my wife is here, who is pregnant. Da, da, da. It's a natural self-preservation instinct. You come for me. I beg, my legs are long enough. I can't run for myself. <laughs> no, every human being has this natural instinct for self-preservation. And sometimes to preserve yourself, to preserve your peace, to preserve your self-image, you tend to react subconsciously by avoiding certain people. And when it happens in people you must not avoid, then it's a problem. It becomes a problem. Look, let's watch these things. Hallelujah. Let's not be overly irritable. Let's not complain too much. Learn to endure. Me, I, I, I'm not perfect. Though. I can leave things where they are not supposed to be left. Especially, and it's not a sign of irresponsibility. In fact, it's a sign that I have a lot of responsibilities. I'm thinking about my issues and thinking about your issue, your issue, your issue, your issue. So the tendency to leave something where it is not supposed to be, is high. <laughs> Just like now that we are building and so many things are happening and stuff like that, I can leave something where it's not supposed to. But you see, after 15 years, you know that, oh, let me just take it and go. There's no point making a fight out of it. There's no point creating, calling a meeting. <laughs> we must talk. Let us talk. We must deal with this one. Oh, some of the things, oh, she'll just solve it. Let brotherly love continue. And it's working like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look, learn enduring love. Walk in this kind of love. It will help you. It will help you. And finally, to conclude, this kind of love, you don't fall into it. Falling in love. Just say, my toddom. This is the kind of love you stand in it. You stand in love. That is enduring love. And I pray that God will give us the grace to walk in it in our relationships with each other, in our relationships with our spouses, in our relationships with our brothers, in our relationships with our sisters, our friends, our workmates. May God give us the grace to have this kind of love. May we learn to forgive. May we learn to delete the records of wrongs that people have done to us. May, may God give us the grace to overcome offense. May God give us the grace to overcome bitterness in our lives in the name of Jesus. Just pray in the next one minute for God to give you this kind of love this grace you need it in the name of jesus you need it in the name of jesus you need it when you get married you need it for your roommate you need it for your friend at work pray that god will give you this kind of love god will give you this kind of grace the grace to stand in love Ilas, 
pray for the grace of adaptability the grace to adapt the grace to be able to adapt in life you must be fluid you must have the ability to take the shape of whatever you find yourself in pray for that grace in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the grace and the ability to form long lasting relationships in the mighty name of Jesus pray that the Holy Spirit will take over your natural tendencies your natural temperament in the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Thank you, In Jesus' name. Father, we pray that these words will be cemented in our spirits. Let the Holy Spirit continue to minister to us even as we go home. May our relationships with people be better. May our relationships with one another be better. Our relationships with our brothers and sisters. Relationships among spouses. Let them be better because we have learned today to walk in it or in love. We thank you that it is done. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. We trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.